Welcome to Couch Chats, your go-to podcast for raw and inspiring messages from myself and other female entrepreneurs all around business and mindset. I am your host, Jess Williamson, an award-winning business and mindset coach and a serial entrepreneur having scaled four successful businesses. My purpose is to help you unleash your unique superpowers and to build the life and business of your dreams. Let's get into today's episode. Today, I am joined with Milana. She is a sales and business coach who specializes in helping online business owners to actually sell out their offers and build wildly successful six-figure businesses using her blend of NLP and also sales psychology. Milana is a former corporate lawyer who turned to online entrepreneurship after she had her first baby and could no longer identify with the hustle culture and 50 plus hour working weeks, which I think we can all relate to. She built her first business from zero to six figures in just nine months and is on a mission to teach other online entrepreneurs to do the same without sleazy sales tactics or burnout. And I know that so many people struggle with this idea of sales and not wanting to be salesy. And Milana is an absolute expert at teaching people how to do this in a way that feels good. So let's get started. Hey, Milana, I am so excited to have you on this episode of Couch Chats to share all of your expert knowledge on sales. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So obviously, if people had a look on your Instagram or your website right now, it's pretty clear that you know a thing or two about making sales and doing it in a way that is not salesy or really yuck feeling. So tell us about the journey to get here, because as we all know, everyone has a backstory. Everyone has challenges that they've overcome to get to where they are today. So where did it all start for you? Yeah. So for me, it started with me working as a corporate lawyer. So like working in corporate and thinking that's where my life was going to go, that I would be just kind of those like high-flying corporate lawyers, climbing the corporate ladder, aiming to get the corner office, all the things. And pretty quickly, I realized that was not the life that I wanted. So about five years into working as a lawyer, it became really obvious to me that this was just not what I was meant for and that I could not keep up with the 10 or 15 hour workdays sometimes and that it just was bringing me no fulfillment. So I got pregnant with my son in 2018 and that was the year that I decided, okay, this is a year that I'm going to quit law and start my own business. And when he was born, he was about a week old when I started my business. That's when I got into the online world and into coaching and It was such a huge shock and transition to get there because I came from a world where it was like you were hidden in a way. You didn't have to put yourself out there. You didn't have to, you know, sell yourself in any way. 
it was all sitting behind computer screens doing the work. And then all of a sudden I had put up my hand to be in this position where I was visible online and even just becoming visible online was such a big hurdle for me, such a big deal. Like creating my Instagram page was such a big deal, putting my name down on it. I remember I cried to my husband for like a week before I changed my handle from like a generic handle, which I can't even remember what it was, to like my name. Cause I was like, people are going to find me online and they're going to see me and my God, they're going to see me selling. Like that is the scariest thing in the world. And so I've really like started off with this massive fear of sales from day dot. And that continued for a good year on my journey because I was so scared to show up, so scared to show my face, so scared to talk about any of my offers or just even talk on my stories or talk in posts and in any way kind of be seen as an authority and expert online because I didn't feel like I was and I felt like people would judge me and they would say, well, who do you think you are? And like, who's this person trying to sell us stuff? So I had every limiting sales belief under the sun. So it wasn't really until I overcame that and that I was able to work through that process and reframe every single one of those beliefs that I saw results in my business because that first year in business was a year that, and I think like I did the maths and had I made like a total of $3,000 and all of it went to expenses. So like at the end I was on zero. And so I had left this, by that point, I had left this corporate job, this like really well-paying six-figure corporate job to start this business. And it was just, it looked like from the outside that it was failing, that it wasn't going anywhere. So it was a really tough moment and a moment for me to get really serious with myself and really honest, like who's a bottleneck here? Like what is going on? And it was me and my limiting beliefs around sales. Wow. I can totally relate to putting your name on things because when I actually first started my swimwear brand, I didn't want anyone to know it was me. I was more than confident that I could do a damn good job, but I was like, no one can know it's me because I'd always been so underestimated my whole life. I was like, they're going to underestimate the business if they know it's me behind it. So (laughs) I can totally relate to that. It is scary. And I'm sure so many people can relate to even just the judgment of possibly friends or family thinking, you know, who is she to be trying to sell this nonsense, you know, and they're, they're thoughts that are so, so common. So I know you're definitely not alone with that. And you mentioned reframing these thoughts. So was it just you realizing that there's a problem here and the problem is probably me, or did you have a coach or did you have someone that kind of pointed it out? Because I think the biggest challenge for people is they're always looking for new strategies and they want to blame the marketing that's not working or the strategies, or or maybe my offers aren't right. And they're always looking for these external solutions when quite often, more often than not, it's you. (laughs) Sorry to tell you guys, but it's you, you know, so what brought you to that realization? Because I think so many people never actually reach that realization, or maybe they need someone else to point it out for them. Yeah, totally. And (laughs) I mean, it was 
totally me because the thing was I did invest in courses and programs in my first year pretty early on in fact I decided like I invested in an online course teaching me all the strategies and all the things so it wasn't like I could say like the strategy. I don't have the strategy. And definitely a part of me wanted to say the strategy doesn't work. Like I'm the special unicorn and it doesn't work for me. It's worked for all these other people, but just not me. But that wasn't true. And what really got me to the point of realizing that I was self-sabotaging so bad with my mindset was that I mean, after 12 months, you're like, hey, I'm doing all these things. I'm seeing other people using these strategies, succeeding. What's going on? But I also, at the end of that year, I took NLP training and I know you're NLP trained as well, which is so amazing because for me, that was a big, huge pivotal moment in realizing how my mindset was operating behind the scenes subconsciously in ways I wasn't even aware of and realizing that I had so many limiting beliefs around sales that were the the real issue. It wasn't the strategy. It was the fact that it was me. And that when I kind of got that, and it it was like just one of those moments, you know, that you kind of like sit and you're like, oh my God, I get it now. Like I get it. That was when really everything changed because even though I had that realization and I started to change my mindset. I didn't see the external results immediately, but I knew that they were coming. And that was the whole difference. I knew that absolutely I was going to get to where I wanted to go because now I knew what I was doing wrong. And by doing, I mean like the ways I was thinking wrong. And those ways that I was thinking wrong were really driving my actions. So For example, I believed that selling was sleazy and gross and it was like kind of taking away from people and now they were going to be like worse off because, oh my God, I sold them something. And so so I didn't sell, right? So I didn't show up. I didn't talk about my offers. I I never wanted to be that person, quote unquote, on Instagram selling, which is so ridiculous and hilarious to me right now. But you know, that resulted in no one knowing what the hell I had, like if I even had anything to offer. And of course, you know, that meant no one was asking to work with me. No one was trying to book in calls with me. No one was trying to like get into my packages because they were like, well, we don't even know what this person does. And it all came down to the belief. Like I had the package, I had the beautiful offers. I like knew all the marketing strategies and stuff, but I just refused to sell them. Pretty crazy, isn't it? And I think this is probably one of the most common mindset challenges that people have is selling. And it's like, yes, I get it. Back in the day, you know, the the way society was run and, you know, those salesmen that used to come to your door and force you to do it and use all these tricks and things to make you buy something you didn't want. But these days, you know, it it really is so important to sell because you don't go into business thinking, oh, I'm going to trick people into buying this. They don't even need it. You usually start a business because you know you can help someone with something. And I think that's that's one of the biggest mindset shifts that I had myself as well. So those are, I know that they would be so, so relatable. What would you say now that you've sort of moved past that, what would you say are the biggest mistakes that other people are still currently making 
yet. So other than the fact that they're not selling, that would be like the number one mistake, not even showing up to sell, not even talking about your offers. That's probably the biggest thing. And people need to hear about something eight to 21 times before they're ready to buy. And so not only do we not talk about our stuff, but we don't talk about it enough because we assume that if we've posted one post or we've sent one email and no one's bought, that's it. It means no one wants it. And that's just absolutely not true because especially when you're selling online services, if you're a service-based business owner, people really need to hear it multiple times before they actually progress through the decision-making progress that a buyer progresses through to make a decision to buy. And this is particularly the case for higher ticket offers, anything that's on the higher price end, right? If you're selling something for $7, fine. People probably are going to make a very quick decision whether it's a yes or no. But if you're trying to sell them something in the hundreds or the thousands, they're going to need a minute. And so not talking about your offers enough is probably the biggest mistake that I would say. And then the other big mistake, and this is again, like all mistakes that I made myself is really just not warming up your audience to your offer. And what I mean by that is a lot of the times we have an idea and we kind of gear ourselves up and we're like, we overcome the mindset block. We're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sell. I'm like here for it. And this was me. And then you show up and maybe, you know, you're selling through Instagram or emails. It doesn't really matter what platform it is, but you go on and you announce this thing. You're like, I have this thing. Who wants it? And then it's crickets. And the mistake there is that there was no warming up. We've dropped something cold on someone and they're in like mild shock. They're like, what is this? Where is this coming from? I don't know why I need it. I don't understand like what the point of this is and I'm not about to buy it. And we get discouraged and think that we're doing something wrong. Something's wrong with our offer, but it's not necessarily the case. It's usually that we just need to spend more time warming up our audience to that offer that we're about to sell to them. So spending some time educating them on the problems, why they're experiencing those problems, what the solutions are, and then strategically positioning the offer that we're going to present as the ultimate solution. And that just makes a whole world of difference in the response, in the engagement, and in the sales. So I would say those are like the two kind of biggest mistakes when it comes to selling online. Yeah. I really think that that is a huge lesson just in business in general, not to just do something once and decide that no one wants it. I've had so many conversations with my clients, whether they're reaching out to influencers or they're looking to reach out to other brands or, you know, even if they're not necessarily selling something, everything kind of is selling anyway, because you're convincing someone to work with you. Exactly. They email two people and they say, no one wants it. Jess, what other strategy can I try? And I'm like, how about you email 50 and then get back to me or email a hundred and get back to me. And when I first got my very first wholesale order, I emailed 5,000 people one by one individually for a whole year. Amazing. <laughs> for a whole wow. year. 
And I didn't give up because I knew that I just had to keep going. And to be honest, they were watching. They just weren't replying. I didn't even get a reply, let alone a no. (laughs) I didn't even get replies. And I just kept going. And they were watching what I was doing behind the scenes. And after a year, they placed a $20,000 US dollar order. And it was like, it pays off. But so many people are looking for these quick wins these days. And when it does come to business growth or sales, you do have to communicate it a ton of times. And I think that is such a valuable lesson for anyone to take away just in business in general. Yeah, totally. And not even just like communicate it a ton of times, but like if you don't get the result you want, you keep going until you do. And that's really the mentality that I encourage my clients to have as well, which is like, there is no such thing as it didn't work. It's just like, this thing isn't working how I wanted to, but there is something that is going to work and I'm going to keep going until I have that result. And so I often ask my clients things like, if you knew a hundred percent that if you talked about this thing 50 times that 10 people would buy, would you do it? If you had this guarantee, like there was a universal guarantee paper sent to you that you and the universe signed and said, if you talk about it, this many times you will 100% get this many people, would you do it? And the answer is like, yes, of course I would. And so that has to be the mentality from the get-go. That's how you have to approach business that no matter what, I'm going to do this because this is going to get me the result that I want versus I did it once, it didn't work. What else is there? And then we're like, get into strategy skipping, which is just a a spiral to (laughs) a bad place. Oh, I love that question. That is so valuable. And I think people are often looking for that guarantee. And the problem is you're not going to get the guarantee until you do it. So it's kind of a catch 22, but people are like, yeah, of course I would do it. And then it's like, well, why aren't you doing it then, (laughs) you know? So just having that belief is a huge mindset shift in itself. I am interrupting your listening because I have something super exciting coming up. I am running a free masterclass on the 19th of January and you can register now. The masterclass is going to be all about the three unspoken rules of five figure months that don't involve hustling harder. So if you're wanting to create more income in your business without sacrificing your lifestyle, then this masterclass is for you. You can register now and save your spot via the link in the show notes. Otherwise, head over to my website, jessicawilliamson.com.au and save your spot. I'll see you there. How much do you think mindset plays a role in sales because, you know, people are always talking about, oh, you have to do this funnel or you you have to take these five steps. But we know that probably comes down to that mindset, similar to your story. So how much of a role does mindset play in sales? I would honestly say, and like I say this all the time, is that mindset comes first and the strategy comes second. And it's like 80-20, like mindset is 80% of the whole game. And then the strategy is the 20%. And it really works in so many different ways. Like one of the ways is like what I was saying earlier, you know, the way that your mindset operates right now 
equates to the actions that you take. So if you believe that no one wants your stuff, you're not going to talk about it. If you believe that it's bad to sell, you're not going to talk about it. And, you know, that obviously means no sales. But in the same way, when you are selling, there are so many other things that I have a very logical side to me. So like, I love knowing that there is so much evidence for these things, like studies that show that, you know, it's really our body language that is communicating way more than our words. So if you just have these subconscious beliefs around your offers and your products and the things that you're selling that are negative or limiting, just the way you communicate, just the way you talk about it is going to translate and someone else's subconscious is going to pick up on that and they're going to be subconsciously turned off. So there was like one study done where they, all they did was monitor salespeople. So like, I think it was like telemarketers on the phone and they figured out that just by their tone of voice and how much they were talking and like the words they were using, they could like create an algorithm to predict how successful the call would be in terms of getting the sale. And they could predict it with like an 80 plus percent accuracy, which was insane. And it all came down to how much the person believed in the thing they were selling, how confident they were in selling it. And that all translated just through their tonality, their tone of voice, the words they were using, how they were speaking. And that played such a big role in the success of the sale because everyone was selling the same thing. But the ones that were getting the sales were the people that were like enthusiastic and confident. And they believed that this thing was like the best thing since sliced bread. And so they were getting like really great results versus other people who were selling the same thing, but they just weren't getting the results. Yeah. Wow. That is so, so powerful. So what would you say would be one of the best tips that you could give someone right now who's maybe not seeing those sales or not getting the results that they're wanting because there's so much there to unpack. There's the body language, there's the wording, there's the mindset, there's the strategies. There's so much that goes into sales. And obviously sales is the core of any business. Even if you have a product-based business, it's how you communicate through your emails, your website wording, you know, all of these things play a role in so many different ways. But what would be one of your best tips or places to start for people that are maybe really wanting to start improving their conversions? So two things. One of the things is the mindset. And the first thing that like you need to get behind is why the thing you're selling is the best thing in the world. Like if you don't believe it is literally the best thing since sliced bread, no one else is going to believe it either. And no one else is going to get behind it. So the first thing is to build a confidence, enthusiasm, and pure passion and energy for the thing that you're selling and really get behind it. And a lot of the times we know that like what we have is transformational, will help someone, but we're also like scared. We're like, oh, but what if, what if it doesn't work? Or what if it's not going to help them as much? Like, what if I just think it is and and it's not? And do people really need this? And all those beliefs have to go. It has to be a state of like, 
this is the thing that everyone needs in their life. And I'm just going to harp on about it for the rest of my life. So I would think about something you bought recently that you couldn't stop raving to your family or friends about, right? Something like a product or something that you're like, this was so good. And I just have to tell everyone. And I know for me, when I read a good book, like I will force everyone that I know to buy that book. Like I do not care what their book preferences are. I'll be like badgering them until every single person has bought the book and they're about to read it because I'm so passionate about it. And so you have to think about your products and your offers in the same way. How would you sell it if it was something that you just loved so much? How would you show up for it? And then the second strategic, more strategic thing is When you think about selling someone, selling is really just getting someone on board with your belief, right? It's shifting someone's belief. And so when you are trying to shift someone's belief and you're trying to get them to see your point of view or do something you want, right? Like I often say that my favorite person to practice sales on is my husband (laughs) because I'm always trying to convince him of things that we need around the house that he might not necessarily agree on. So I have to sell them to him. But When it comes to that, you have to sell to someone in terms of what they want and the value they're looking for. So if you can articulate the value in a product or in a service that the other person is looking for, that's when you win in sales. Because if you're just trying to sell it from your point of view, it doesn't work, right? If I want my husband to go to like a day spa with me, And I'm like, oh my God, I really want to go. This is going to be great. I can't wait to like get a massage and get my nails done. And you can just like sit around, wait for me. He's not going to be very enthusiastic and it's not going to sound fun and he's not going to be on board. But if I sell it to him in how it benefits him and I say something like, well, while I'm there, you can like watch football highlights and you can grab a coffee and you can really relax. And if you want, you can get a massage too. And because we're the spa is close to this place that you like, we can go and get lunch at your favorite lunch place. Now he's on board. Now he's like interested because it benefits him. So it's really important to not just think about what you're selling in terms of the features, but in terms of the benefits to your customer, right? So you're not selling someone a dress, you're selling them confidence. You're selling them how they're going to feel in that dress. You're not selling someone coaching. You're selling them or like five calls with you. You're selling them a transformation. So getting clear and articulating that transformation and what it looks like is going to just be the one thing you can tweak right now. That's just going to absolutely explode your business and get so many more people interested in your offers just simply by changing your messaging. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So powerful. What would you say to someone who's sort of thinking, okay, that's great, but how do I know what my audience want or or how to sell to them? Because with your husband, you know what place he likes and he likes footy and things like that. So for a lot of people, I see them get really stuck on understanding their audience. So what would be your tip for them to figure out what that is? 
Yes, that's such a good question. And that it really does like come back to the unsexy side, right? Of of running a business, which like this is where market research comes in. And I know there's probably people cringing at that word, like, oh, not this. But if you don't know what your audience wants, how can you possibly sell to them? How can you possibly ever get them to get on board, right? Like you said, I know the things that are going to sway my husband to say, yes, I know how like I'm going to sell him things because I understand what his core desires and values are. If you don't know that about your audience, then you need to do the market research. You need to start to understand it. And it's not, you know, a lot of people will be like, okay, well, how do I start with market research? It sounds so daunting, but it really doesn't have to be. And it doesn't have to be this like drawn out lengthy process, nothing crazy. You just need to go and there's ways you can do it passively and actively, but you know, get on the phone with five people. When people are like, well, I just don't know how to position this offer because I don't know what my people want. I'm like, well, have you talked to them? Like, have you gotten on the phone with like five people? Have you invited them on a call and asked them questions? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, start there, right? So start with getting some of your ideal clients on the phone. Do like a 15 minute phone call, give them something in exchange and ask some questions. What about this would make you want to say yes? What is the core desire in you achieving this goal? What would achieving this goal mean for you? So on and so forth and like find out. And then if you're like, okay, maybe I don't have like for whatever reason, time to hop on calls or whatever, you can hop into like a million Facebook groups and just see what people are saying in there because there is so many niche Facebook groups on every single type of niche you can think of where people are discussing things and asking questions. And, you know, you can just post in there as well and ask questions and it it can be really as simple as that. Yeah. Oh, that is so valuable and so simple, but so many people don't even think of it. They're just like, I don't know. And I'm just going to not sell then. <laughs> but it's so simple and it's it seems like common sense, but so many people just skip that step and they either try and guess or they just continue selling the way they've always sold. So I think that is super valuable to really get those foundations in check first, get the mindset sorted understand your customers, and then go out there and start selling. So there's been so much value jam-packed into this episode. So thank you so much for sharing all of that, for sharing your journey as well, and all the valuable tips around sales. Where can everyone connect with you if they want to follow along? You share a lot of awesome tips on your Instagram and also on your podcast as well. Yes. So if you hop on over to my Instagram, which is at Milana Saranak, I shop there pretty much every single day and I share all the sales things. And same thing with my podcast, Magnetic with Milana Saranak. We talk all things sales. And I just really believe in the power of someone being an empowered salesperson and stepping into a role where they love sales. And that's my mission for people to walk away and go, I love selling. Selling's fun. Selling's easy. So definitely come on over. And if there was something I said in this episode that really resonated, definitely drop me a DM and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Amazing. Well, thank you once again, and we will chat real soon. Thank you. 
All right, so I'm going to keep this short because I bet you're raring to go to start selling and sharing all of your offers with the world. But if you did enjoy this episode, please do make sure you screenshot it and share it to your social media and help spread the word because this episode was absolutely jam packed. So if you do share it, make sure you tag myself at just at Williamson eight and also Milana as well. And we can share the love right back. Thanks again for tuning in and make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified when there is a new episode. I will see you next week. Thank you.